We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning, New York. Good morning, good morning. Keep McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 AM. We got two hours to chop it up and talk about sports. Yeah, you guessed it. How'd you know? Sports Talk Radio, WFAN. That's what we're going to do. I tried to set the table a little bit uh, with the quick 10 minutes I had on the other side in the other studio before we switched from uh, where we were broadcasting the Thursday night football coverage. Now I'm in the Carton and Roberts studio, and uh, we're just going to start from here. I don't know if Connor is still around. I told Connor I wasn't going to blame it on him, but I lied, Connor. That was Connor's fault. I tried to cue up the Carlos Correa clip from today. It's only 18 seconds, but you just got to hear how this clown talks. Like You got to hear how this guy speaks to the media about himself and the analogy he tried to make. He missed, in my opinion. He completely missed. Okay, Fleeg says he has it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the shortstop of the Minnesota Twins, who the New York Yankees helped be a Minnesota Twin, you know, with the whole trade, taking that money for Donaldson and IKF and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is what the Yankees are missing out on, and this is why I did not want this guy to be a Yankee. I go to the mall and I go to the Dior store and I want something, I get it. Um, I ask how much it costs and I buy it. So if you really want something, you just, you just go get it. So, um yeah, I mean, that's I'm, I'm the product here, and uh, if they want my product, you know, they just got to come get it. Oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? I'm the product here. Okay, now I understand, right, baseball players and the business of baseball, they are a product. They are a brand. And uh, this guy signed to Scott Boris, and we know Scott Boris is out here. He's changing the whole game, right? And even with the contract that he got for Correa, because – Everybody was saying, oh, is going to sign a mega deal. He's going to sign a $330 million deal. Like, you know, other guys we've seen, Francisco Lindor. No, he couldn't get that deal off. And he, he went to Minnesota, and he was hurt this year. And he also had a, not a down year, but not necessarily a Carlos Correa year. And your product did not help Minnesota make the postseason. So they went out to get you, and they still came up short. And you're sitting there with a Twins hat on talking to Minnesota media about how you're the product and if they want the product. Basically talking about if the Twins want him again, they have to come get him again. He's going to opt out. He's going to see who else in Major League Baseball wants his product, who else wants to wear Dior. And uh, Carlos Correa, you're a clown. Congratulations. You played yourself. And I know there's Yankees fans that still are probably thinking, oh, he's going to opt out. The Yankees should check on him. Nope. Nope. And nope. We're stuck with IKF, and I'm fine with IKF. Oswald Peraza exists, and Anthony Volpe is on the way, too. Don't need Carlos Correa. I never wanted that dude just for that type of stuff. 
That's what you say today? Anyway, moving on. 877-337-6666. Back to New York. Back to talking about this kid, Francisco Alvarez. I hope he balls out playing against young guys over there in Atlanta, right? Atlanta called their young guys up. Vaughn Grissom, uh, Spencer Strider played this full year, and he balled out. And Michael Harris, like you look at Michael Harris, he's one of the best young outfielders in baseball. They signed him long-term. He's a young kid. Okay, let the kids play. Let uh, Francisco Alvarez get a couple ABs. Maybe he can help you here. Darren Ruff might be cooked. Might not be the guy. Give somebody else a turn. September call-up? Sure. September 30th. And uh, we'll see what goes down. I, I don't want to see this kid put in a position to fail where, you know, this big series is on his shoulders, right? That would suck. I think Buck is going to guard him in that regard. Like, he's not going to put him in a situation like, I don't see him, like, uh, I, I want to say this happened with Oswald Peraza. In the, in the Tampa series, right, Oswald Peraza gets called up. He doesn't start. And then late in the game, Boone throws him in for a pinch hit. And it's like, come on. What's this kid going to really do to affect the game? That's how he's entering Major League Baseball. Like, okay, save us, kid. Have a good at bat. Get a knock. No, I don't think they're going to do that. And they're not expecting him to carry the the, the team here. He's just going to come up as an extra bat. Darren Ruff's been struggling a little bit. I'm interested to see what he has. Mets fans, call me up and tell me more about him. Uh, top prospect. One of the top prospects, if not the number one prospect in baseball. I saw him out in L.A. in the Futures game. Um, but I don't know too much about him. So call me up if you've... Got anything you want to share about him, your excitement about him, how you think he's going to fit with this Mets team. He is the future, right? They didn't trade him. He is the future. He is going to be uh, one of these future Mets, maybe the future catcher of the Mets. 877-337-6666. The Yankees are back to face the O's. The O's had a good run. There was a point in time this year, I want to say maybe in August, that we were looking at the Baltimore Orioles like, wow. They might be the story of the year. How'd they get so good all of a sudden? And not even so good, but how'd they just get over 500? That's so good compared to how bad they were. They were trash. They were the bottom of the bottom. And uh, they're not going to make the postseason. The Blue Jays just celebrated the weakest, like, we made the postseason ever. You just lost the series to the Yankees. The Yankees got sauced on your uh, property, who you, uh, you know, had Vlad say, this is my house, and the Yankees threw a party uh, on your property, in your locker room, in the Rogers Center, and then proceeded to have the most janky lineup of the season. Oswald Peraza, rookie batting cleanup. Um, Aaron Hicks and Tim LaCastro combined for five hits. And then you celebrate, yeah, we made the postseason. Uh, I wish no luck to the Toronto Blue Jays, but they're in. And the Orioles are out. And the Orioles just need to come into the Bronx and lay down. There's some young guys that are going to fight and try and, you know, get their stats up this last couple games of the season. But we all know what this is about. This is tune-up time. This is, uh, you know, practice games, exhibition games. These games don't matter. They don't matter because the Yankees already clinched the division. It's about 62. Yankees fans stand in, stand in um, you know, filmed and, you know, waited on every pitch with Aaron Judge last week. I hope it's not like that, but I know it will be. I hope it's not like that tonight, but I know it will be. Friday night, everyone's going to be out to try and see 62. We saw 60 last week in the Bronx. He got 61 in Toronto. Now he's back. The big man, Aaron Judge, to hit 62 on the boogie down. 
Uh, Fan Appreciation Day Sunday. If it doesn't rain and turn into a doubleheader, they still should do that. Fan Appreciation Day. If you go to the game Sunday, they give out free ticket vouchers for the 2023 season. That was something I used to hustle for like five years in a row. I made sure I was at that last game scooping up those. I mean, you get one at the door, but if you pay attention, people are going to drop those. They're, They're just like a little postcard. You scoop enough of those, you can go uh, have your way picking those tickets. And I think I announced on WFAN this year when the time was. It comes somewhere in like March or April right before the season that that code activates where you could do that. So, yeah, fan appreciation day at the stadium, uh, free vouchers on Sunday. I'll see you guys there tonight. It is Friday, Garrett Cole bobblehead day. Looking forward to it. Call me up if you want to talk Yanks, Judge, a lot of talk about Barry Bonds. And I don't care about the home run record as far as who thinks it. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, the same way when people are like, oh, you like baseball? Like, I don't care if you like baseball. I also don't care if you like Barry Bonds and you think Barry Bonds has the real home run record. I don't I don't care about that, bro. To each his own. However you see it is how you see it. I'm not here to convince you. Right? In my opinion, Barry Bonds' home run record is just as real as his Hall of Fame plaque. So, <laughs> think about that. How can someone hold the record in uh, hold the record for most home runs in baseball and they don't honor that person in the hall of fame something's missing there i was talking with sweeney this morning on bxb bronx baseball podcast on odyssey spotify apple podcast stitcher i don't know wherever you listen to podcasts if you listen to podcasts on stitcher tell me about it i don't i don't ever do that but we were talking about why roger maris jr took the stance that he took and I understand it, right? You know, his dad didn't do it in the 154 games, and he had the asterisk next to his 61, and then his dad passed, and then later Major League Baseball changed it. I think in 1991, Sweeney said they changed it, took the asterisk off of his 61, and he had already passed. So Roger Maris Jr. is like, hey, baseball should do something about this. If Aaron Judge hits 62, which I expect him to, he should be respected as the home run king. He should be respected as the new single-season home run record holder, not any guy suspected of PEDs. And that got a bunch of baseball people's panties in a bunch, and you know how that goes. I think it's the stupidest argument. I think it's super corny. I think there's no real answer. It's the game of shadows. David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame. I think as time goes on and as some of these old heads age out that vote and that talk about baseball and younger people get up there, Younger people are not going to care about the steroid era. They're not going to care about who took PEDs. They don't look at them as villains. They actually look at them as superheroes from that time. Those were the best of the best when everybody was juicing. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Alex Rodriguez, whatever. It's going to change, but I don't expect it to change as far as uh, asterisk next to it and Hall of Fame. So in my opinion, Aaron Judge hit 62, and someone asked me 10 years from now, if if no one else hit 62 and Judge, let's say, ends at 62, He's the home run king. Clean. That's the clean record. That's what we'll call it. The clean record. I'll say Barry Barry was the best we've ever seen. But we knew Barry's head swole up like a watermelon. Barry was huge. Barry looked like a, a linebacker, a DN. We knew, we knew it was juice. But back then, no one cared. Like, it was part of it. And baseball profited off of it. And they marketed it. So, uh, 73 is a ridiculous number when you actually think about Barry Bonds hitting 73 home runs. Steroids can't line up that many baseballs for you to hit out of the park. He's a ridiculous baseball player before the roids, but he cheated. So it's judge, it's judge, it's judge. Football-wise, Zach Wilson and the Jets versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I think that the Jets can beat the Steelers. I think that Zach Wilson, if he just goes out there and sticks with the offense, improvises when he has to but not try to do too much, Pittsburgh isn't that great. That's a good first test for Zach. I like that it lined up here. Like Robert Sala said, week four. We're going to wait till week four. Here he is. And uh, everybody's waiting to see if this number two pick makes this team better, if he is the truth. If he is what we hope he is, he showed some flashes of athleticism running the ball. He showed some flashes of uh, being able to improvise and make a play happen and chuck the ball downfield. Let's see if he can put it together in the flow of the offense. If you remember, when he got hurt, the first play, the first pass that he threw, rather, he threw a pick, and it was a JV-type pick. Not reading anything, just predetermining what receiver you wanted to go to and throwing it right there and... They read that all away. That's what they're going to do in the NFL. And then he got hurt on a non-contact injury. So much to be seen with Zach Wilson. I'm interested to see what this uh, Bears, what this Bears Giants game looks like. I remember that game. What was it? 2018, maybe 2019. I think it was 2019. No, maybe it's 2018 where Chase Daniels, Chase Daniel, and the Bears stole a game in MetLife. It rained, um, and the Bears came in and, and took that one with their backup quarterback. I think this is going to be a run game. I think they're going to feed Khalil Herbert. We saw him go off last week. He was the number one running back, two touchdowns. I think he had 30 carries, 187 yards. And now with uh, Sterling Shepard being hurt and not knowing about Kadarius Toney or Wandale Robinson, their injuries, and not having any faith in Kenny Galladay and you know not really being sure about David Sills. He fell on a route, and he's a good player, and Richie James too, but we all know that that Daniel Jones doesn't have uh, top-flight receivers, so run the ball. Run the ball. It should be Saquon versus Khalil Herbert. Call me up with your thoughts on any of that. I think I've set the table now. Keith McPherson on the fan. I think we can take a call or two before we go to this first break. Okay, okay. Everybody just wants to talk about Judge. Oh, let's go to Boomer in Long... I was about to say Long Branch. It's Long Beach. What's up, Boomer? Yo, what's going on, man? Look, I think that there's only one way to look at this if you're a true baseball fan, in my opinion, and understand the context and the history of this game. I really believe that. I think that you have to appreciate what Aaron Judge has done this year. Unbelievable. 60 home runs, 61 home runs. He's going to have the Yankee record. That's unbelievable for Yankee fans. Yankee fans should be hyped. But at the same time, no way you can call him the all-time home run king. I'm sorry. That's Barry's. You, you got to understand that. And, look, two things can be true at once in this world. I know we don't want to believe it, but that's where I stand on it. I think that's the Yeah, yeah, they're not going to change. They're not going to change it where, like, because Sweeney said, he's like, oh, that, then you go down like a official, slippery slope, right? Thing. If yeah, you make like, it an official thing, like actually in the record nah. books, then you then you start to go down a slippery slope. So they're not going to do that. I'm even saying a fan's thinking. I'm even saying a fan's thinking. Right, the court of public opinion, you yeah. know, most no, people are going to say, oh, those guys cheated. We love to say that, right? Just like the Astros. Oh, the Astros cheated. Well, they kept their World Series rings. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it, it, time heals all wounds. It just makes people forget in a way. Exactly. People get over it. People move on. At the end of the day, it's just sports, right? It's just baseball, right? Nah, it's more hey, than man. that. We love it, though. We love it, though. <laughs> As I said, nah, it's more than that. And look, listen, I'm the Giants-Bears. I'll always respect Daniel Jones because I think he's got, like, that gamer quality. But he's not the guy. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. So it's going to be time to move on. Thank you, Daniel Jones. You tried. But that's where I stand on the Giants. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dable looks great, though. I don't know. You Do you want Tyrod Taylor already? I don't think it's Tyrod time. I think no, that... No, oh, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in the future. Like, I think that, that everybody future, knows that the number six overall pick, Daniel Jones, they, he's not the guy. He's not a number six overall pick quarterback. And uh, I don't think Dable and them look at him as their long-term option either. It's just the best option they have right now. He can run the rock. I was thinking they need to run some option. They need to... Uh, Go go zone read and uh, run some option and and have him and Saquon run the option on the edge. Yeah, no, I'm definitely down for that. Uh, have it night and day from him and Eli, but Eli will always be number one for me. What, I mean, Eli, uh, you I'm much still... rather have Eli. <laughs> I know people do, uh, they like to rag on Eli, but like quarterback wise, talking about making throws, making plays, standing in the pocket. Like I feel like Jones doesn't push the ball down the field, and I feel like since he he hasn't. They don't really do that. Like, I was in there Monday. I'm like, these the plays that they're calling for him are like one read, dink and dunk, underneath, get the tight end open, get the first read open. They're not long-developing plays, which you obviously can't run if you don't have the offensive line to protect. Um, he's not the guy, man. He's he's going to be a good backup in this league. He When you see Cooper Rush go out there, who's now a good backup in this league, a guy that was with the Giants for a little bit, like Daniel Jones to yeah. me, he's just going to be he's gonna be a good backup somewhere. No, I totally agree with that. He's got, like, the total temperament for it. Okay, last last thought on Giants' long-term QB situation. Look, it's not going to be able to happen probably next year or even maybe the year after because of the cap situation that Dave Gentleman put them in. But you got to think that it might work out with the franchise tags for this player that Lamar Jackson one day in MetLife Stadium playing for the quarterback of the New York Giants. I think it's a must-happen. Star player, star city, <laughs> legacy franchise. Got to pay him. Got to pay him. He's looking for money. He's looking for the bread. He's trying to get That's paid. Fine. That's He deserves it. The Giants can't pay him. The Giants can't pay him. They're still trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out a few things. They got to get Kenny Galladay's money off the books. Two years. Two years. Two, two years. years. Two years. In Baltimore. So I was saying. And then when he's a free agent for real. I guess, but does does Baltimore want a franchise tag him? Maybe we'll see. I, I think that's he's. I think he's good as gone out of there too. I I think he he's trying to get out of there. And and looking at uh Miami tonight. Thanks for the call, Boomer. I'm Boomer Assisen. That's not Boomer Assisen. I just felt like saying that. You know how Boomer would do those uh those quick updates. I'm Boomer Assisen. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, Lamar Jackson. He's from Florida. Looking at the Miami Dolphins. To, uh, and this brings me back to something I wanted to talk about. Man, remember Tua had the hip injury in college? I think, didn't he have a hip injury and he got up, his like nose was bleeding? Like, he's had the ankle injury in college. He's gone through it. And he's not that big. Like, he's not that, pause, he's not, he's not that tall. He's not that, like, strong. He's not a big-bodied guy, right? And when you see these, Josh Allens and these Justin Herberts in the league. You're like, okay, that those guys are are they're 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 strong armed. Those are the guys that can take the hits and shake those linebackers off. And uh, you know, it's tough to shake those big DNs off. You saw the guy that tossed him tonight. Man, I don't know how much of it Tua can take. And there's gonna be a ton of talk this week about the concussion protocol. And I'll say this in the NFL, it's a rough game. Uh, they want to win games. The Dolphins started off 3-0. Tua did not look good last week where we all saw him trying to like walk back to the huddle next to his lineman, and he dropped. And people were like, what was that? He's got a leg injury? No. 
that is a a woozy concussion drop. I've been there. I've been there. When I was, I think, a sophomore in college, I, I had a concussion where I, I took a head-to-head hit, just a, talking about zone read. Zone read, boom, I pull the ball, I run, I end up going head up with the safety, head-to-head on the top of my head. I went cross-eyed, eyes like blurry, vision blurry, couldn't see, took my helmet off. Coach is yelling like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get back in the game. I'm like, shut up. I can't see. I, I can't be in the game. Like, I think I'm about to be concussed. I just, like, fell out on the on the grass. Like, when you get hit like that, it throws off everything. And now we've seen two of back-to-back weeks get hit where he does not look like he's there. That's tough to watch. I hate that the NFL or Amazon or NFL Productions or whatever that is, they go to commercial, they come back, they're showing you this guy's um, fingers going in and out. And I think I read somewhere that that's the fencing mechanism. Like, that's him. That's his, like, body fighting like he's in shock, like he had whiplash, his back and his neck and his head hit the ground. And this is four days after he was concussed. So they're going to check all that out. Some people are going to get in trouble over there, I think, because, uh, you know, that was a bad scene for the NFL, the only game on. And for Tua to go out like that, he's 6'1". I don't know. If he's 6'1", 215, I'd be surprised. He's not that big of a guy. I don't know how long he can last in the NFL. Um it's a rough game, man. It's a rough game. Reminder, you're watching the NFL, you think it's all fun and games, but it is a war. It is modern-day gladiator. It is the roughest sport out there. I know hockey is rough, too, but it's a different kind of rough. Hockey is like, you know, like tough guy rough fights, like get your teeth knocked out. Football is like constant pain for 17 weeks, and, uh, you know, I feel for Tua, but I'm glad that he's flying back with the team. Lamar Jackson probably wants to play for Miami, and I think Miami's going to try and make some moves in the near future. I wouldn't be surprised if Tua is not paid to be Miami's uh, quarterback of the future. Teddy Bridgewater is going to hold it down. They might rest Tua for a week, and uh, I think Lamar wants to go home. So there's going to be a few teams looking for Lamar Jackson's services. He's a beast. He's been going off. The, uh, the Ravens are not good, but he can take over the game. So looking for that this weekend uh coming up man this these NFL games the NFL is undefeated and the NFL just keeps on winning and you get these matchups and it doesn't stop and every week and we already talked about the Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers we already talked about the Bears facing the Giants now like I'm looking at the Commanders Cowboys that should be good that's always a rivalry Cowboys go back to Jerry World they face Carson Wentz and the Commanders I'm sure Carson Wentz won't do anything there you get Viking Saints. These are two teams that need to kind of assert themselves. And Jameis Winston's been hurt. The Vikings are coming off a big win. They need to go 3-1, and one and really they need to just start getting the ball to Jay Jettas. They need to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. I drafted him like fifth overall in one of my leagues, and he has not been producing like he did in week one. The Browns-Falcons, a mid-off. Browns will probably win that one, but it's week four. After this week, there's two more weeks. And Deshaun Watson returns? Wow. Stay tuned for that one. The uh, masseuse madman. The masseuse maniac. (laughs) Super uh, happy ending fiend. The Seahawks and Lions. Seahawks and Lions game. I don't know what to expect out of that one. Uh, Lions will probably beat them. And that's probably going to be the big win for the Hard Knocks crew. Titans and Colts. uh, AFC South battle. Another mid-off. But these are going to be good games. These are going to be good games to bet on. I guarantee you these are the games that, like, the witching hour comes and it completely 
switch who's going to win. Jaguars, Eagles, do not sleep on the Jaguars. Eagles are six and a half favorites, but that is Doug Peterson going back to Philly. He may know a few things about Philly, Philly, and the Jaguars are better than people are giving them credit for. You know, it makes a difference not having Urban Meyer leading the way. Bills-Ravens is the game of the week. Bills-Ravens, you get Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen in Baltimore. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Somebody's got to go 3-1. and one. It's going to be fireworks. The Ravens have no defense. The Bills have lost some guys off their defense. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. The over-under set at 51. Buffalo minus 3 there. Chargers-Texans. Justin Herbert. They should just... This is the game that you let Herbert rest a week against the Texans, the 0-2 Texans. Wait, the 0-2-1 Texans. Yeah, they tied week one. This is the week you let Herbert chill and uh, go ahead and let Chase Daniel face the Texans. Maybe they can get a win. I doubt it, but that's another. That, that game's going to be trash. Cardinals-Panthers, I don't know what to expect there. Also could be mid. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Patriots-Packers, that's interesting. The Packers... With Aaron Rodgers, they're gonna be they're gonna be the team you expect them to be. They're favorite nine and a half. Yeah, because who are the Patriots gonna have to shift to? They're gonna have to start Brian Hoyer. Mac Mac Jones is gonna be hurt. Broncos Raiders. The Raiders are 0 3. They can't lose this game. They can beat the Broncos. The Broncos have a couple lucky wins. I think uh the the Raiders, I, I might be looking at the Raiders. They're favorite. Yep, they're favorite two and a half. Raiders gotta get off the mat and get their first win. Their season's probably over anyway. Chiefs-Buccaneers on Sunday night football. It's not going to be a Super Bowl rematch. Chiefs should bounce back in a big way. But uh, Tampa's defense is good. They play well at home. And Brady, you know how Brady is. He's been frustrated with this offense. I bet you they get gone. I bet you another week of practice with Cole Beasley. He looks more like a weapon. Uh, Will Mike Evans be back? I think Mike Evans only got suspended a game. He should be back. So looking forward to that. And then Monday night football is Rams-Niners. The Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not it. Rams should be able to get a win there. But I'm looking forward to the NFL. It moves so fast. I'll be all in on Sunday with the parlays. Might as well just pick the most ridiculous parlay that you can think of. One of them will hit. You know, one one of the uh, eight parlays you make with seven legs will hit. All right. Got to break it down. We're about halfway through the 12 o'clock hour. I've got about 90 minutes left. Call me up with your thoughts, your takes, your questions. Keep McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yo, 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 yo. It's Friday already. What? Time is moving fast. Next thing you know, it's October. October's very own. I'm pumped for October. It's the most wonderful time. Christmas is cool, but I don't, I don't get too much into Christmas like that. 
Like, I don't really have, like, a favorite Christmas movie or, you know, people, like, wear ugly Christmas sweaters. I don't do that. This is my time of year. Why? I'm in here watching Brooklyn Nets Media Day. This is the first time I've actually got to watch Brooklyn Nets Media Day on the TV. I was in the TV. I was there. I haven't seen myself walk through the back yet, but I'm waiting on that. That's going to be cool. The Nets are coming back. Monday, the Brooklyn Nets start. The Knicks. The Rangers preseason game. Wasn't there a Rangers preseason game tonight? You got the Rangers. The Devils. Who beat the Rangers. Tonight, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. But good for the Devils, they're 3-0 and in preseason. We've got postseason baseball. Hopefully we have two teams with first-round buys that both win the division. I was listening to Salicata last night say he just wants to wear one of those shirts that says the East is ours. I was calling the Yankee store, checking with my boy Gabe, like, yo, do they have those shirts yet? I actually need one of those. I want one of those postseason hats, too. Not the division hat. I feel like... The division hats are kind of corny, especially as a Yankees fan. I know it doesn't happen that often, but, you know, with with 27 championships, if you're walking around wearing a division championship hat, it's like you you know that's not it. Like, you know that's not something that we're, uh, we're walking around promoting. But the postseason hat with the postseason patch, like the regular Yankees fitted with the postseason patch on the side, I, I definitely want one of those. I can't wait. I cannot wait. A week from Tuesday. ALDS in the Bronx. It's been three years. Three years since we had postseason baseball in the Bronx. I'm in there. I have to be. I have to be. I'm in there tomorrow night. The boogie down. If you've listened to me, I told you the best night to go to Yankee Stadium is Friday night. Immaculate vibes. It'll be a little chilly, but that's not going to stop us from partying in the streets. Yankees, go beat the Orioles. Aaron Judge, go get 62 tomorrow. Hit it right into Monument Park. So no goofies can get the ball. So there's no scrum, no fights. Nobody talking about getting their uh, mortgage paid. Nobody talking about uh, getting season tickets for life. Domingo Herman versus Jordan Lyles. Okay, I'm in there. Domingo, hold it down. We got to see something. For the Yankees, we, you know, division is done. So we're just trying to see who is who and what we've got and who plays well. And it's tune-up time. Tune-up time for the Yanks as they get ready for October. The Mets, that that young man better be in the lineup. I hope the Mets don't do like the Yankees do, right? Call up a prospect that all the fans wanted to see and then have him with the team watching on the bench. Pinch hit him late. Start him. You called him up, start him. They want to see him. Let him be the starting DH. Throw him into the fire. Throw him into the fire against Max Freed. Ooh-wee. Jacob DeGrom versus Max Reed, that's got postseason written all over it, right? That feels like an October matchup. Two of the best. High stakes. DeGrom looking to bounce back. He will. He will. He's not going to have back-to-back bad outings, right? Maybe. I don't know. We shall see. Looking forward to it. Uncle Stevie Cohen is down there. He tweeted out he landed in the ALGM. He's ready to rock. And the the Braves kept these games just like they wanted them. 7 o'clock games, 7.20 games, Truist Park, three nights in a row. They're going to be packed. They're going to be doing the, oh, oh, you know how it goes. Mets got to go in there and shut them down. You know they can't wait to play Narco. You know they can't wait to play Narco and try and mock Edwin Diaz. Don't let it go down. Mets fans, you got to believe. And uh, the Mets, the make it happen Mets, they made it difficult. Nothing's ever easy, but it's going to be worth it when you come out on top. And you can. They're not going to get swept. 
So enjoy it. It's a battle for the uh, NL East coming up this weekend. Let's get back to the phones. Let's see what people want to talk about. It's mostly Aaron Judge. That's fine. In Manhattan, Ken is back on the fan. What's up, Kenny? Mr. Judge. All rise. That's what I say, all rise. But you know something, uh, Keith? Regarding uh, that guy over in uh, Queens and then the Yankees, uh, I don't know, man. I think the guy with the money is going to beg this guy for 400 big ones. Nah, Judge isn't like that. You think Judge is about to put on a Mets jersey after what he just immortalized himself in? Like, they've already, you know, they, I just saw a video of him hitting that home run with Maris, thing, with Maris Call over it. Like, he's forever in Yankee lore and, and baseball history with that uh, road gray Yankee jersey and that Yankee hat on. He's not about to go to the other side for money. The Mets, the Mets got money, but so do the Yankees. And I'll tell you, I would be, I would, I would be one very ardent supporter, ardent Yankees fan. I go from that to maybe, I don't know, ambiguity. In a, in a, in well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Yeah. I, 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 I hate a, to do that. Keith. I will have a hard time repping the Yankees like I rep the Yankees if they don't do right by Aaron Judge. If Judge wants to leave, he wants to leave. That's one part of the equation that I haven't spoke on too much. It might be already in his mind his heart, and his family's discussions, their wishes to go back home to California and sign with the Giants. If that happens, that, that is what it is. But then I'm going to be looking Keith, at the how Yankees. Would you, like, how would you feel, Keith, personally? I know you're a big fan. I would feel betrayed. I would feel crushed. As a fan that has been there from I – was, I was at his first game when he homered. Uh, I, I was at the games last week. I've seen him hit probably 10, 15 homers in there this year. Uh, Aaron Judge, if he was to say, yep, well, you know, I'm not feeling it here in New York anymore. It's too much. I don't like how the organization tried to play me on opening day. I'm going to go home and sign with the Giants. I I would feel betrayed and crushed, but I would understand that that's his dream. As a little boy, he wanted to play for the San Francisco Giants. I would get over it. But then I look at the Yankees like, hey, go get everybody. Go get us some, some other free agents. Go get, like, go make moves now. And regarding, uh, you know how they, they win in baseball, it's uh, defense and pitching. And I think with the Yankees, with regard to the, they really don't have a a solid ace. I, I call uh, Cole's Cole more of a quasi, quasi kind of, uh, maybe. He's a middle-of-the-pack guy. He's the number three pitcher with good stuff. He's, he's like, and I think we have two strong twos. I think Cortez and uh, Severino, Severino two, two strong twos. Yeah, and then two two strong threes, Cole and Tyone. You know who's who the missing link is though. My thoughts anyway, Keith. Is Masahiro Tanaka. I, I think he I think he may be <laughs> be the one that's going to surprise you. Who? Herman. Herman pitcher. I can't wait to see him. He so I'll say this about Herman. He has a little bit of flair to him. He likes the crowd. When he comes out and we're we're about to do roll call, he throws baseballs up to two hundred three to two hundred seven. Um, he's the guy that ran ac- across the field with the flag like Sammy Sosa on September 11th. He's a guy that we were looking at like an ace in 2019. He was the best pitcher on the staff. He got in some trouble. We didn't get to see him pitch in October. This is a redemption tour for him. I hope he goes out and shoves. Hope he can give us five, six innings, be solid. Like remember his performance against the Mets in the Subway Series. Like that sure was do. strong. He rose to the occasion in front of the largest crowd of the year. Domingo is a guy that I do have some faith in, and I hope he shows us tonight. And who who was the funky Yankee during their heyday? The guy from the Dominican, the funky delivery and so El Duque Hernandez, El Orlando. Duque, that's, who, that's who he sort of reminds me. Sort of a, uh, I don't know, a, not quite, you know, El Duque, but but sort of. 
I wouldn't put him in or Orlando Hernandez no. category, yeah. uh, especially because of the postseason, and he was one one kind of a guy, one hell of a guy. But yeah, thanks for the call, Ken. Domingo, do it. Show us. The Yankees are going to take all their little analytics nerds and their computers and their people beep and start computing and figuring out the exact formula for this team in October. And I think Domingo Herman is a guy that you can expect to piggyback off of our starter. Like, right, even Garrett Cole. If Garrett Cole goes out there and gets in trouble in the first, second, third inning, gives up some home runs, it's like, all right, short leash. We can't have uh, you losing the game. Domingo, go. Like a Pokemon. Domingo, go. I choose you, Domingo. Domingo will be that first guy that you tap on to uh, replace a strong, uh, replace a, a starter and give us some strong, long relief after a guy, you know, might get rocked in the, in the beginning, first or second inning. Um, I don't know. Hopefully nobody, nobody does that. I don't think he's going to get a start. I think they're going Cole, Cortez, right, the two all-stars. Then three and four is going to be Seve Tyone. And... Depending on what Cole does his first outing, you know, I'm not necessarily lining him up again for game five unless he has a good game one. Maybe you roll Domingo out in game five. Who knows? Maybe there isn't a game five. Maybe the Yankees just win first three games and relax again. That's what I'd like to see. That'd be cool. Simon is in the Bronx on the fan. What's up, Simon? What is happening? I got a question for you that's kind of twofold. Um, so the Yankees and the Mets obviously are both very good and have a solid chance for real to make the World Series. What has to happen for the Yankees and the Mets? I know you're a little biased, so am I, um, for both of those teams to win the World Series. I'm I'm biased because I'm a Yankees fan. I'm in the Yankees culture. I love the Yankees. But if I keep it real with you, like the Yankees are not the favorites and they don't have an easy route. So let's start there. I think the Yankees have to draw um, – one and I think they will if the season ended today and the way it's looking, they're going to draw the winner of the Guardians and Mariners wild card series. I would like it to be the Guardians and not the Mariners because they didn't fare so well against the Mariners this year. I do not want to see Luis Castillo again, so I'm hoping the Yankees dodge the Mariners. Hopefully, the Guardians the Guardians can knock them out. The Guardians can't play in Yankee Stadium from what we saw in June. Maybe they got a little bit better, but I doubt that, right? That was the whole thing with uh, Miles Straw climbing the wall like Spider-Man and the the fans were chanting, Spider-Man. And then the fans threw beers on the field after Glaber walked it off. We were in their heads. Like, the fans were in the Guardians' heads. They got swept here. And uh, that's I'd rather see the Yankees face the Guardians. They're not beating the Cleveland. Cleveland's not beating the Yankees in the ALDS. Then, of course, we expect to meet the Houston Astros, and anything goes there. Um, an injury or, I don't know, maybe the ghost activated, a couple errors, maybe the wind blows, a guy drops a pop-up, leads to a run. You, you need a little bit of luck in October. We've seen the Astros dominate the Yankees, not just this year, but in years past. They've eliminated the, eliminated the Yankees in 15, 17, 19. It could be the same result this year, but something tells me that this team has a, a few different guys, right? Harrison Bader wasn't on those teams. You know what I'm saying? Josh Donaldson wasn't on those teams. IKF wasn't on those teams. Rizzo wasn't on those teams. Oswald, Oswaldo Cabrera wasn't on those teams. So really, they only eliminated like Judge, Sevy, DJ. <laughs> Trevino wasn't on, on those teams. This is a new Yankees team that's going to be facing the Astros in the postseason. Now, on the other side with the Mets, the Mets have to win the division. We've all been saying that. 
the Mets have to win their division, and I think they will. I really do. I think after this weekend, Mets fans will be able to exhale a little bit. They still got to handle business after that. But um, win the division, get that first round by, get healthy, get Marte back, right? And uh, give an extra week to old man Scherzer and DeGrom to, to you know rest and, and ice up and rehab and make sure that they're ready to go. And then if you don't have to play in that wild card round, right? If they if they end up in the wild card round, I think their path would be San Diego in the wild card and then the Dodgers in the DS and then whoever ends up in the championship series from the other side, that's not the route you want to take. You want to meet the Dodgers in the championship series. So they have to win the uh, NL East and skip that first round, get that bye, beat whoever comes out of the I guess it'll be like the Phillies or Brewers Versus the Cardinals series, beat whoever comes out of there, and then go face the Dodgers, who you beat in the regular season, who you can beat again, and then you're in the World Series. And if the same thing happens on the other side with you know the Yankees beating the Guardians and uh, in seven games being able to get past the Houston Astros, then we'll have a fall classic here, a Subway Series that uh, the whole world will be watching in New York. One more for you, Keith. If that does happen and we see a Subway Series World Series, as of today, who do you think has the edge? I think a couple of weeks ago it might have been a different answer, or maybe not. It's the Mets. If the Mets are at full strength, if they have their full lineup, and obviously they're pitching, it's the Mets. Because if you're lining up Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom and Chris Bassett versus Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, and Luis Severino, I would say the Mets have that advantage. Yeah. So you're saying the only path for the Yankees to win the World Series is not to meet the Mets. I agree with you. Appreciate this. No, I didn't say that. Um, they could definitely step right up and beat the Mets. But you know how you know how much has to happen for us to actually get a Subway Series. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't bet any money on on it being Mets Yankees. I would would like it. I guess I wouldn't want it. But if it happened, I I would like it because there'd be a lot of attention on WFAN on New York City, the mecca of baseball. Like all of that would be cool. It would be super cool. Twenty two years later to have a rematch. But the Yankees already beat the Mets in the World Series. Like I'm good on that again. I want to go to L. A. <laughs> I want to go back to L.A., rather. I want to go back to the, to the newly renovated Dodger Stadium. Um, when I was out there, the Yankees had the best record in baseball. So all my essays and Cholos were seeing me with my Yankees gear, and they're like, we'll see you in October. We'll see you in the Bronx. I'm like, yeah, come through with it. I'll see you out there. Go Doyas. I would love to go back to L.A. I would love it to be Yankees-Dodgers, and Major League Baseball would love that. That is the dream, right? This has been a dream season for Major League Baseball post-lockout. If it ended with a Yankees-Dodgers World Series, Major League Baseball would be on cloud nine. They'd be loving every decision they made, thanking the baseball gods, and they would be so smitten with whatever happens, whether it's Dodgers to win it or Yankees to win it. The dream is to have those two big markets, coast-to-coast, Dodgers-Yankees in the World Series. And, And that's what I want, too. I would love to face the Dodgers. I would love to go back to L.A., uh, for a, a World Series, go see my girl Serena, some of the other homies at uh, Chavez Ravine. That would be super cool. That would be fun. Let's see. Do I have? No, I I got another time. I got time for another call before we get to the top of the hour and break it down. Young Josh, I didn't see you hanging out down there. Young Josh, young Jedi on the fan from Passaic. Hey Keith, how you doing? Good man. How are you? Good, especially going to that Braves series. When you're saying with the last caller that. Only if the Mets are at full strength. They're not going through the Dodgers unless they're at full strength. Ah, uh, you don't know that. But, yeah, it, uh, the Dodgers are ridiculous. Like, let's not front. Let's not pretend. 
The Dodgers are the favorites to win it this year. They have MVPs on their team, multiple All Stars. They just like they every year they reload, retool. They get the most out of players. They've got two former Yankees over there, and Andrew Heaney and Joey Gallo, two guys that couldn't do anything for the Yankees. They're you know contributing. Uh, they're contributing. They're giving contributions over there, getting them to contribute. I don't know. The Dodgers are just good, and they they've been good, and they have the most wins. And they're the favorite to win it again. So you're right. You're right. No, there no one's running through the Dodgers uh, unless they're full strength. And even if they are full strength, I don't know who's entering a series with the Dodgers and being able to you know knock them out in five games or seven games. Braves might have a big chance. They took the series from the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, ago. you know what, Josh? And, and like we, a lot of times we make the mistake of looking at the regular season series and not realizing like you know some players might have been on the IL or. The regular season series might have been before the trade deadline. And I think we put too much weight on what we think about the postseason based on the regular season when October baseball is completely different. It's a different style. It's more intense. It's like more dramatic. There's more fans. It's the only game on. It's colder in most places. Like, I think a, a lot of fans, myself included, we make the mistake of saying, like, oh, well, the Mets beat them in the regular season. So if they get into a, no, nah, every year, like they that that does like that gets debunked like every year that doesn't happen the team that you know wins in the regular season doesn't actually beat them like I think the did the Giants get the best of the Dodgers last year in the regular season I know they both won 100 games and then the Dodgers end up winning in October yeah the the Dodgers end up being the wild card last year right didn't the Giants win the division and then end up losing to the so that's exactly what I'm saying and also it's great to see Escobar starting to come alive I mean, all we Mets fans were so down him um, after a few months. He's batting 210. He's brought his average all the way up to 245. When the polar bear had four strikeouts last night, Escobar was the one to step up, not Lindor, not McNeil. And now that they got Alvarez up, I know they're saying he's going to DH because he's not a great fielder yet, but then I don't know if he should play two catchers. And I know he's not Piazza, but Piazza wasn't the best fielder either. Yeah, but but uh, I think it's a matter of calling the right game, and you don't throw a young guy behind the plate in a game this big. Like you, you just don't do that. It, it wouldn't be wise for you to try and uh, you know get that rapport with like let's say I don't even think you know. Do you think Scherzer or Degrom wants to be pitching to a rookie that they just really got to be around for like? Nah, they, he's going to be a bat. He's going to he's he's called up to be a DH. Uh, today, Evan Roberts was pressing Dar- um, was pressing Buck Showalter about Darren Ruff. I love listening to Evan talk to his manager. Like one day, I, they got to let me talk to Aaron Boone one day. <laughs> I think uh, after he pressed Buck Showalter like that, next thing you know, they pressed that button for Francisco Alvarez. Now you got another option at DH. We get five DHs. But with the Devils, though, when are we going to get them a station back on on the radio without uh, the Odyssey app. They used to have one, then it went. Want to use some of your connections? To listen to the Devils games? Yep. I don't know. I, I'm not the guy to answer that question. I don't know why that changed. Maybe there's a different deal. Um, this will be my first full season, like, paying attention and trying to follow the Devils. I don't know. I have to ask about that. The Rangers are on ESPN, and uh, I'm not sure why the the Devils aren't on here um, or where they, they are. I don't know where you can hear the radio broadcast. They used to, and then they had a few of this year's on their vets while they lost the contract. Yeah, it's probably some business stuff. And who knows? But with the Nets, how are you feeling coming into the year now? Great. Harris, healthy. 
Great, great. I did not I mean, think I would. Me when you said the Maxwell at full strength, so we said you about the Nets. They're at full strength. They're gonna win it all. No, 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 no. And we know basketball doesn't work like that. They're at full strength right now, and you know KD's gonna get hurt. Knock on wood, but KD's hurt every year. You know Kyrie's gonna need to step away for his mental health. You know, you know Ben Simmons is gonna have to step away for his mental health or be hurt. Like. Like, we don't know. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's always something with the Nets. It's never easy for the the Brooklyn Nets. But I am optimistic that there are enough guys. There's enough talent. There's a different look about the guys on the team. After being at Media Day, I said I'm in here watching it now. I'm like, okay. You know, they just kept rolling through different guys. And I'm like, all right, there's a chance that there's, like, too many guys for Steve Nash. That's who I'm worried about. There's too many guys for Steve Nash to get on the floor. I'm worried about Nash's rotation and uh, his rotations and, like, who he chooses to give minutes to and how he uses them. And, like, I don't know, they're, they're talking about Ben Simmons playing the five, Markeith Morris playing the five, Dayron Sharp, Nick Claxton playing the five. Um, I think that the Nets have a lot of talent. They just got to figure out who is who and what is what. And they know that, right? You know KD. You know what KD is going to look like on the floor. You know what Kyrie is going to look like, like on the floor. There's a couple other roles and a couple other guys that got to heal up. Seth Curry's got to heal up. TJ Warren's got to heal up. Seth will be ready before TJ, but I think that Sean Marks, you know, this everything happens for a reason. This past summer, when KD requested that trade, it shocked every Nets fan. And we worried for a little bit. Some people, they wild out. Some people probably threw his jersey away. They said some crazy things online about him. I tried to just hold serve. And if you remember me talking on here, I said I'm not going to be quick to say anything or judge anything because we don't know what's going to happen. They weren't able to trade him. Kyrie opted in. They're both back. Run it back. That's all I kept saying. Run it back. Run it back. And now you get to see Ben Simmons step on the floor, and I feel like these guys collectively have a lot to prove. I'm excited about the Brooklyn Nets. And we'll see what Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, and, you know, we'll see what those guys look like too. We got to teach Steve Nash how to run last second plays. And since Durant and Kyrie came up, Nets haven't had any buzzer beaters for the win. It always involves Durant, like, isolated and spinning and throwing it up. I don't think he draws up anything. I don't think they even let him draw up anything. He's not that kind of coach. He's not Doc Rivers. He's not Monty Williams over there with the whiteboard. Like, okay, here, here's what we're going to do like we practice. No, he is a um, he is a superstar ego massager, right? He's the uh, former superstar NBA player with the respected name. He's there to manage egos in that locker room. And these guys themselves go out there and coach themselves and try and run their own plays and their own their own offense. And I need Steve Nash to know that he can affect the game with timeouts. I need him to have the right rotations, giving guys the right minutes. And uh, I need him to just have some type of game plans and some type of strategies uh, after halftime, right? Adjustments, that's the word I'm looking for. Be able to make adjustments, in-game adjustments, and have the Nets in position. They have the talent now, I think, to run with whoever's out there. Thanks for the call, Josh. We got to go to break now. To the top of the hour, the 1 o'clock hour. We'll go to the break and the update, 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan right back after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 